Sing Second Sports is a ProVision Advisors production. Let us solve your toughest communication problems and leave your team stronger and more capable for the challenges that lie ahead. Visit www.provisionadvisors.net to learn more. All right, welcome aboard, ladies and gentlemen. Another great episode of the Sing Second Sports Podcast. It's May, ladies and gentlemen. It's been doing nothing but raining in Annapolis uh, in the month of May, but that doesn't drown out our good spirit and our conversation about Naval Academy sports and the physical mission. I am John Schofield. Joining me is Bill Wagner of the Capital Gazette and Baltimore Sun Newspapers, and Chris Cervello is our producer awesome pod lined up for you today. We have a conversation with Billy Hurley about his Billy Hurley the Third Foundation and the Brave Tournament taking place at the golf course on Monday, May 8th, and an exit interview with outgoing Superintendent Vice Admiral Sean Buck. Really good conversation with him. We're excited about this week's pod. Here we go, Wags. We're in the thick of it. We're on the cusp of rugby playing for a national title. Uh, This evening, women's lacrosse plays Army in the uh, women's lacrosse semifinals for the Patriot League. But first things first, one season ended this past week, and that was for men's lacrosse at home against Loyola. Let's jump right into it, ladies and gentlemen. Navy lacrosse goes home, zero chance of a postseason bid in the NCAA tournament. Wags, what was your evaluation? Because yet again, a really, really slow start looked insurmountable. Well, yeah, Loyola came out on fire, um, played really good lacrosse, uh, controlled possession, and jumped out to a 7-1 lead at halftime. Uh, Navy just really struggled. Uh, clearing the ball was a difficult. Um, you know, too many sloppy turnovers, unforced turnovers, in my opinion. Um, Navy, you thought Navy would have a lift because uh, Patrick Skalniak uh, remarkably played in this game. I mean, it was thought that Pat Skalniak's career was over due to a severe back injury suffered earlier in the season and um he somehow got cleared to play and and he came out and played well he had two goals and an assist and gave navy a lift he scored navy's first goal of the game so uh you thought that would be a real emotional lift but um it wasn't and and loyola did control play now the good news is navy mounted a very spirited comeback navy outscored Loyola five to one during a stretch of the second half and got within two at nine seven, but uh, that was as close as it would get. Loyola scored three unanswered goals to close the game. Two of those were into an empty net and uh, escaped with the eleven seven victory and moves on in the Patriot League tournament. And uh, I have to say, John, uh, head coach Joe Ampla was very matter of fact and straightforward in the post game presser and. Basically said that this Navy men's lacrosse team underachieved, and uh, indicated that you know I, he accepted the blame for that. He and the coaching staff, he said, need to do a better job, and that you know I asked you know Navy has not won a Patriot League tournament game in men's lacrosse since 2010. There's eight straight losses in the Patriot League tournament, and uh, Coach Amplo uh, said that you know I was brought in here to do a job and I haven't done it yet. And so he was very frank in his assessment and 
self-critical. So, uh, you know, give him credit on that. But, uh, yeah, a little disappointing finish. There was a Navy had an up-and-down season. They went through a tough losing streak. Then they put together a very impressive winning streak. And uh, they were home in this one. They were the higher seed, number four, to Loyola, number five. Uh, so it's a, a tough way to go out. From your standpoint, Wags, because we have the same conversation in and around football season, do you get worried with the underachievement of this team? Do you get worried with some of the young talent that is in the underclass? Um, do you get worried about some of these guys going into the transfer portal? Do you worry about attrition? And how does this program get to the next level? Because it seems to be a neutral right now, and that's what Joe Amplo talked about. How did they get out of that? John, I think it's uh, there's bright prospects ahead. I think Coach Amplo overall has done a good job. You know, he had a first-year offensive coordinator in Michael Phipps, and I think Mike kind of was learning on the job as far as what this personnel can and cannot do. Um, they've recruited well. They've got some very talented young players, um, and I know that they have a they feel they have a very strong recruiting class coming in. Uh, so I think the future is bright, and uh, they just got to get over the hump as far as the uh, postseason they've got to you know win a couple Patriot League tournament games the goal is to win the Patriot League tournament championship to get to the NCAA so I'm, I'm not too down I I I think that they're they're in a good place Xavier Arline will be back next year um, a lot of talented players Max Hewitt um, Henry Tolker uh, so I, I think there's a uh, there's you know some things to look forward to Another Patriot League tournament that awaits on the horizon, ladies and gentlemen, is for baseball. Baseball secured themselves uh, the three seed uh, in the Patriot League tournament, which means they will play Bucknell. I was out there uh, yesterday, in fact, uh, watching baseball play George Mason. They dropped that one 4-1. Before that, they secured that position by smoking Lehigh on Monday, 14-1 up in Bethlehem, PA. They can take care of Bucknell, presumably, They'll play an insanely good Army baseball team that's 18-3 and three in conference. And having watched them so far, Wags, I think this is a team that could conceivably make a run at Omaha. Um, they are very, very good, very experienced. They play good, clean baseball. You know, Where do you see Costi's guys lining up as the postseason beckons on the horizon? Well, they're going to have to take their play to another level because it's been a bit inconsistent here this season. Uh, you know, I think you've got to pull it all together for the tournament, and the bats and the arms need to be in sync. Uh, there's been too many games where Navy, you know, hit the ball and scored some runs, and then and didn't do the job on the mound, and vice versa. When and Navy held the opponent to a low number and couldn't couldn't muster much offensive production on its end. So, you know, I I I, I have full belief in this team. There's plenty of talent. You know, we know Costi's a great coach, and they can definitely do some damage in the tournament. I mean, Army has been the, they've set the pace all season. They, they're they going to be the favorite. Um, so, but I, I have every confidence that Navy can, can get it done. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. And we will, before we go to break um, and come back with a great interview with Billy Hurley, uh, who will be hosting his Billy Hurley, the third foundation and the brave golf tournament um, on Monday at the Naval Academy golf course. Before we get into that, there is one other kind of pseudo big game on the horizon wags. We've previewed it a tiny bit, but now it's on the horizon. It's right here. Navy versus Cal for the natty 
I think, if I'm not mistaken, the last time any program at Navy played for the Natty, uh, Matty Russell was in goal, and Syracuse came a beckoning to uh, to M&T Bank Stadium in Baltimore, and we dropped that one. But now, you know, here we are. You said last pod, Wags, that it's tough to beat uh, a team twice during the season, particularly being a team as holy cow talented as Cal is. You know, why don't you break it down for our listeners? Do we have a chance at bringing home the pewter, the national title trophy, this weekend? Well, Navy's the favorite. They they beat Cal during the regular season. They they go in as the number one ranked team in the nation. Um, they've been terrific all year. We've been talking about this rugby team the entire spring. It's just been a glorious official first varsity season. I mean, it's amazing that this is the the, the inaugural varsity season for Navy rugby. Uh, Lewis Gray and all of the other outstanding players, um, they're going to get a real test. You know, Cal, I, I was at that Cal Navy rugby match as you were, and uh, I saw the Cal guys afterwards, and they were not happy. Uh, they seemed a bit shocked that they'd lost to Navy. It never happened before in Cal history, and they have a very proud history. I mean, that's the the dominant program in men's rugby and and on the collegiate level. So uh, it's going to be tough to take out Cal a second time. Navy's going to get Cal's best shot and they are very talented. I mean, some of those dudes on Cal were huge. Uh, wow. Boy, they were some big boys. So the Cal Cal's good. It's going to be tough. If, if Navy wins this, you know, they have truly earned a national championship. Only second time in history, by the way, that Navy rugby is competing for a championship back during the club days. I believe it was 94. They, they reached the championship game. So only second time Navy in the championship game. And I have it on good authority, Wags, that it looks like there are over 100 uh, rugby alums descending on Houston uh, for this game, which you want to talk about support uh, for you know, your alma mater, support for this program. A lot of people going down there to cheer them on. Send us some photos. We'll make you famous. Um, but let's let's first things first, bring home a win. Um, Wags, before we go to break and bring on Billy Hurley, what else did you observe this past week? Other than I can't, um, you know, I can't let us go to break without talking about men's golf. They competed for the Patriot League Championship. Coach Jimmy Stobbs, his first time uh, competing for the Patriot League's um, as the head coach, they came in sixth out of eighth, but just like, just like lacrosse, I know that they like the kids that they have coming in and the youngsters that they currently have, but Wags, what else were you tracking? Uh, football, John, uh, it's a week since spring practice concluded and coach Newberry met with all the players and then the Navy issued an updated depth chart. And it was interesting because we spoke with coach Newberry at length earlier this week for his post spring wrap up. And he said that he was reluctant to issue a depth chart because he feels there's such a long way to go before the Notre Dame game in Dublin, Ireland. And, but he felt that everyone who supports Navy football, the media fans and the players deserve to see what he called some form of organizational chart. And there were some very interesting things. And of course, number one was that Teddy Gleaton, who is a current plebe, uh, going to be a sophomore. Uh, is the top of the depth chart at quarterback, and he performed very, very well. And it is going to be a challenge for returning veterans, Ty Lavatai and Xavier Arline, to overtake Teddy because Teddy got a lot of reps during spring camp. 
and uh, he looked very good. And as you know, John, Navy's implementing more passing schemes. And Teddy has a great arm, very strong, accurate arm. And he, he looked good throwing the ball. He was completing some outstanding passes. I mean, the coaches like everything about Teddy Gleaton. And he has the makings and the look of a very, very good Navy football quarterback. He can run. He's a big body, so he can, you know, use that power. Kind of, I would liken him to Ricky Dobbs. And the coaching staff has done so in the past. Uh, Ivan Jasper has compared him favorably to Ricky Dobbs. So that's an interesting uh, factor. And there are some other, uh, you know, interesting developments as far as the depth chart that we can get into at another time. I'm actually working on a story about it. But the biggest thing for me, takeaway coming out of spring camp football, was Teddy Gleaton starting quarterback, and he could be the guy uh, come August in Dublin. Yeah, a little luck of the Irish to the new uh, plebe quarterbacker at that time would be a sophomore quarterback. We'll bring you all those updates, ladies and gentlemen, as the spring goes on and through the summer, and then when the pod comes back online in August to preview the game against Notre Dame. But for now, let's go to break. When we come back, we've got Billy Hurley previewing the Brave Tournament on Monday. This is Sing Second Sports. All right, fans, a few announcements from our friends at the Naval Academy Athletic Association. Just because lacrosse is done for Navy doesn't mean that you can't still watch quality men's lacrosse matchups. The NCAA quarterfinals are coming to Annapolis this May. Join Navy at Navy Marine Corps Memorial Stadium as they host the NCAA tournament. Tickets are just $25 and grant admission to both games on Sunday, May 21st. For tickets, call 1-800-US-4-NAVY or visit NavySports.com. Now back to the pot. All right. Hey, hey, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Um, our alumni segment today is something near and dear to our heart. Uh, this coming Monday on May 8th will be the Billy Hurley III Foundation, the Brave Tournament at the Naval Academy Golf Course. Uh, Billy has been pod guest number one um, on, this, uh, on this amazing podcast three years ago, and we continue to bring him back to talk about golf, to talk about what he's doing as an, as an alumnus to support the Naval Academy and the golf programs. But this one is kind of near and dear to us in that, you know, the Billy Hurley, the foundation, it was established to support, honor, and benefit a vital group of unsung heroes. And those are our military families. Uh, Billy's been doing this for years now. It's an amazing event. I got to uh, got to sit next to Big Don Riefling Schroffler uh, out there on, on hole number 12 last year as we volunteered. But Billy... For those who don't know about it and, and maybe have not heard of the foundation, introduce them to what the foundation is and how this tournament supports it. Yeah, thanks, John. Um, the Billy Hurley III Foundation was kind of created out of my own military experience and, and the idea of honoring families, military families, uh, in so much as they are in the military too. You know, they are very much affected by uh, you know the service members' service, and um, oftentimes a little bit overlooked at, at times for sure. And and so you know I think about my own experience in the Navy, and and my wife was a single mom for the better part of two years while I was you know in and out of deployments and stuff on on my last ship, and and that's really the, where the inspiration came from to to have a foundation um, that gives back to the entire family unit. So. You know, so we have some uh, secondary education scholarship programs that are for dependents of, of service members. 
so spouses and and children. And then um, we've been a, we've been a part of a revitalization program on Mayport Naval Station, uh, redoing Lake Wonderwood there, and and kind of adding walking trails. Uh, gazebos, playgrounds, that kind of thing for the for the base housing folks on on base. And and then our primary thing that we do uh, in, in addition to the golf tournament is uh, a, a, we, we call it the Koakai Award. Koakai means sea warrior in Hawaiian, and it's kind of out in Pearl Harbor where where my last ship was. And we honor junior enlisted sailors, E6 and junior with uh, with the Koakai Award and and for exemplary service and, and and that kind of thing. And and then what we do uh, for the awardees is they incident to the award is a all expenses paid trip to uh, the Disney resort out, out on the West coast of Oahu and Oalani. There's a great water park kind of on the beach there near Koalina. And um, so we do a, we do a, you know, weekend getaway basically for, for the entire family there at the, at the resort for, you know, just honoring the, the, the entire family that they, they deserve, you know, some, some recognition, some, uh, you know, rest and relaxation as a family unit and, 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 and that kind of thing. So back to the tournament, John, you, you know, that's, uh, our primary fundraiser for the foundation, the Billy Hurley, the third and the brave golf tournament. And, and what we do there is 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 also with active duty uh, military. We have eighteen groups that play, but instead of me finding you know eighteen tour players to come be the quote celebrity in each group, we actually bring in eighteen active duty service members to be the celebrity in each group. And we've had E three to O six, you know, and everything in between play play in the event along the way. And and this year we've got another group of of eighteen service members coming in to. Um, be a part of the event. And again, that's a all expenses paid deal that we do for the, uh, for the service members. And, and we, uh, we, we send stuff to the families who, who aren't, aren't coming, you know, and we have some wives uh, who, who do make the trip to come um, spouses who make the trip to come. We've actually, we haven't never had a female applicant. So I, I get stuck saying, you know, wives are coming of the service members. We, uh, we just, it's, it's, uh, you know, there's no gender requirement here, but we just have not actually had a female applicant to play in the golf tournament. So we look forward to that happening in, in the future, but, um, you, you know, it's just, uh, a, a great time to honor our servicemen and women and, and honor their families for the commitment that they're making to our nation as well. I'll let Wags ask a, a question right after this though, in the past, you uh, often brought them either to a Nats game or a Nose game. The O's are now 11 and 7. You know, Chris Cervello and I like to track that pretty closely. Is it going to involve a Nose game uh, again this year? What, what do you have planned in addition to the golf? Because, you know, not that this should be viewed or is a boondoggle of any kind, but it really kind of should be. Um, it, you know, these 18 service members are up against that grind, a grind that you and I and, and Chris, you know, all lived. Um, and so the more that we can do for them to tell them that they are appreciated, I think is so wonderful. Um, in the past, it used to be like, hey, let's go watch the Orioles get their head kicked in. Uh, but now it might be kind of a different dynamic. Yeah, we've done O's games. We've done Nats games uh, in, in the past. And unfortunately, this year, both teams are out of town for, for the weekend before. And, and that's never happened to us before. It's kind of the nice thing about being around DC, right. Is there's multiple teams and somebody's around. 
Um, but uh, yeah, so so we have a, a kind of a, a warm up golf experience, you know, uh, curated for for these guys. Uh, you know, one of the things that I forget every year is how excited these 18 service members are to come and play golf. Like, I don't actually understand these people that like playing golf like you guys, but because it's been my job for so long, you know, but um, these guys are so excited to to come play golf and experience the Naval Academy golf course and, 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 and do that. So, so we've kind of have just a, a warm up kind of golf uh, experience uh, at, at the Severna park golf center up there on route two in Annapolis. And um we'll just kind of, that'll be an informal hangout and, you know, have lunch and hit some balls and get, get loose and, 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 and that kind of thing. So first year without the uh, baseball game, which is a bummer, but, but we've uh, you know, we're going to fill it in nicely and continue a bit of that. Uh, yeah. Bo- boondoggle might not quite be the right word, but R and R certainly is. And, and, you know, kind of continue to give these guys elevated experiences from the very beginning I said, okay, if we're going to do this, we're going to do this the the PGA Tour way, not the Navy way, right? And and I and I mean that, you know, just from a budget standpoint, right? The, you know, we've all been to military events and they're great, but the PGA Tour event is on another level, three, four rungs above that, and and that's what we do and and treat these guys and gals and their wives and stuff to an elevated experience in that way. Wax. So, Billy, how do you select the eighteen service members? If I'm a service member and I want to play in this wonderful tournament, how do I go about trying to apply and how do you, what is the selection criteria? Well, it's, it's basically just a, uh, online application, if you will, on my website. Um, you know, it goes live kind of early in the year and it's open for six, eight weeks kind of thing. And then, um, you know, we we have an award program for this. It's it's called the Billy Hurley the Third Foundation Golfer of the Year Award, and and so you know these guys and gals are are chosen for for kind of two criteria. One is is a love of golf um, and kind of what golf has meant to them along the way, and then two is exemplary service. Right. So we want to again select the 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 best and brightest that our nation has to offer from an active duty standpoint and um so those kind of two criteria golf and exemplary service are are how we make the selections and you know we 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 blast out on on social media when these things are are uh, when, when the application window is open it's normally you know at first quarter of the year and and we make selections kind of in in march uh so we have our 18 selected for this year but that's the the process is a, a pretty simple online form to to apply. And I believe from talking to you in the past about the tournament that you round out the foursomes with folks that, you know, pay a, a something that basically is how you fundraise. You get people to sign up and pay a certain rate. And that's how you do the fundraising. Correct. Yeah, you got it. That's exactly right, Wag. So it's, you know, one service member with three donors, basically. Right. And so we we, we sell those groups, you know, um, and, and kind of in, in the fundraising effort. So um, this is going to be a, a, a record year for us on from the foundation on, on how much kind of, you know, revenue we're going to collect and how much, you know, um, dollars will go directly to the, the foundation's mission and impact. So, so we're excited about that. And, um, you know, we still do have a, a couple ways to get involved. We have all of our groups, you know, set at this point, but 
We have some sponsorships for long drive closest to the pin, you know, all that kind of stuff still, still available. You can go to bh3.golf, bh3.golf to, to see more about the sponsorships available there. So, so are there some really good golfers that come out for this? I mean, some guys are shooting like, you know, close to par. Yeah, we have a, we have we normally have a handful of, of good golfers and we have a handful of bad golfers and it's you know it's 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 about a love of golf not about skill of golf in 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 what we're doing. Um you know, we actually have a unique award. Um we not only give an award for the first place team, we give an award for the last place team. Uh and and we actually give them a we give them a anchor you know, cause every, every, every ship needs something weighing them down and anchor. So, uh, you know, kind of just in the, in the jovial sense, you know, it is certainly, um, while we're out playing golf and enjoying a love of the game, this event is not about golf. It, it's a, it's about service. It's about, um, honoring, you know, our active duty and, and kind of the way that we do that is, is, is around golf. And, um, you know, one of the biggest, testaments to to what we have going and one of the things that i'm proudest of is over half of our groups uh you know have have been with us since day one this is our sixth year and and over half of our groups have been here six years and that's uh so i think we're doing something right well you might as well give this thing second sports entry the anchor because i'm playing on that team and i have rarely shot below 100 at navy well we, we we've got it waiting for you bill maybe you can, you can aspire to 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 seventeenth, or, or or maybe just just to avoid having to having to put it on your desk, maybe. But uh, we we certainly do look forward to having you and the uh, Sing Second team with us. Well, Billy, again, yeah, we we so much appreciate uh, what you do for your alma mater and what you do for service members. You know, it it always warms my heart to kind of rewatch um, you know the Golf Digest interview um, and video of you on Chung Hoon and. And how you talked about wh- what that meant to you, and and the motto of Chung Hoon includes that phrase Koa Kai, um, that is foundational, um, you know, to what you're doing through uh, the Billy Hurley the Third Foundation. So, ladies and gentlemen, we don't sell a whole lot of things here, but I'm selling this. Please go to BillyHurleyTheThird.com, bh3.com/slash/donate. Uh, we're gonna throw that link on our social medias. Um, please support this amazing foundation and this amazing alumnus, um, you know, who, who is doing so much for our service members out there uh, defending our freedom every day. Billy, I'll give you the last word, but thank you again for uh, for what you do. Well, thanks for having me, guys. You know, this is um, the foundation has been something that has been really, really fun. And, 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 and like I said, I every year I forget how much it means to these service members to have this experience, to have someone say thank you, how much it means to their families to have gifts given to them, you know? Um, and, and so just that is, uh, like I said, every, every year I re-remind myself how excited these guys and gals are to be here and, and, and how much the foundation means to them and the golf tournament. And, and we certainly, we can't do that without, without donors, without donations and, and and we're honored at the foundation that people entrust us with their dollars to 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 go and and do this mission for military families. Well, thank you for what you do, Billy. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Billy Hurley. Um, we are going to go to break. So second sports. One more announcement from NAAA. Kids, are you looking for a great way to celebrate your birthday? 
have your party at a Navy sporting event with the Bills Birthday Party Package. Your special day can include a pre-game party featuring treats from Chick-fil-A, Fisher's Popcorn, and Nothing Bunt Cakes, as well as game tickets, a video board recognition, and more. For more information, call 1-800-US-4-NAVY. Now back to the pod. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back, and it is time. This isn't just your run-of-the-mill staff interview. This isn't just your run-of-the-mill alumni interview. This is our interview with Vice Admiral Sean Buck, the outgoing superintendent of the U.S. Naval Academy, proud class of 1983 alum, passing on the reins this summer, let's hope, and we're not going to get into you know, the, the possible holds on nominations. A lot of news was made recently about uh, Rear Admiral Yvette Davids, um, another former shipmate of mine, uh, being nominated to replace uh, Vice Admiral Buck. But as we all know, that those nominations are being held up. So hopefully that happens this summer. Uh, but we're not trying to get Admiral Buck out of the door at all, particularly since his door was just renamed. It's no longer Buchanan House. It's now Farragut House, another little piece of news that happened recently. But really, Admiral, for me, what I want to talk about is you are presiding over an institution that is playing for a national title this weekend. I've heard you talk at, a, at many, many events, including to the Alumni Association and Foundation the other day. And I know that you, just like the rest of the staff, is so excited about this prospect. Before I get into your legacy and what you're looking to talk about as you, you know, start previewing your retirement, how excited are you about Saturday? Uh, unbelievably so, John. I'm uh, the the best score that I want to talk about on Saturday is 17 and 0. That will be the record of Navy men's rugby as they win the national championship, beating Cal down in Houston, Texas. What a storybook uh, journey in their first year as a varsity Division One sport at Navy. An incredible journey, indeed, sir. And and. As we talk about the entire sports year, you're coming off of smoking Army in the Star Series last year. And then this year we won the Star Series. You and I kind of looked at each other up in the press box during the uh, during the men's lacrosse game. You know, it wasn't going well. And we knew that that wasn't going to work out our way. The ladies eventually lost their star game and baseball lost that Star Series that weekend. I know we were all looking forward to that weekend and it turned into kind of a bloody one for us. But still... Winning the Star Series for the second straight year very convincingly, although the results at the end didn't go our way. How, how do you evaluate this? The health of the athletic programs coming out of some something so debilitating as COVID. And I know that as you've been talking to audiences, you you, you rate your four things that you wanted to do as the soup, you know, and 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 you did so so much. But what is not counted on your own self-imposed report card is how well athletics did and how well you kept everyone together coming out of something so difficult as COVID. And then all they did on the back end of COVID is win the Star Series two years in a row. How do you evaluate that? We, uh, we kept each other together, John. We did it as a team. Everybody never gave up. They didn't stop thinking. They were, de they were determined to return to action whatever that action may be, as quickly as we could, as safely as we could, and as good as we could. And look what happened. We, we came back. Uh, oh, by the way, that's nine straight years with the NSTAR Series uh, victory, uh, but, but two solid ones coming out of COVID. 
I couldn't be more proud of how everybody, we like to use a Navy term, they stayed the course. You know, they did whatever they could at the time. They were still in the weight room if they could get into the weight room individually during all those weird COVID restrictions. They were pounding the pavement, staying in shape cardiovascularly. When they could, they practiced together. And, and they, the key is they never gave up the ship. They were right there, unified together. They came right back. And I think we did it better than a whole bunch of other people. I couldn't be more proud of every single athlete at the Naval Academy. Well, that performance reflects leadership, ladies and gentlemen, if I can use my own Remember the Titans uh, quote. Wags, go ahead. Well, Admiral, I mean, there is no greater supporter of Navy athletics than yourself. It seems that every event I am covering, you are attending and you're, you're always there. Uh, I was curious, as we look back upon the year in Navy sports, uh, any particular events that stand out, perhaps memories? What are, what are some of the things as you think back upon the season at, as a whole from you know, September till now? They'd really kind of stand out in your mind. Well, you're right, Wags. Every opportunity that Joanne and I have, we're going to show up at, at the field or the venue where Navy's playing sports, either home or away. Uh, it, it, it's in our psyche. It's in our schedule. We reprioritize things in our life to make sure we watch the Navy midshipmen compete uh, in any sport that they play. I, I'll tell you, in the last four years, our athletic director, Chet Gladchuck, continued to teach me a lot of things about sports, rules, strategy. Uh, he, would, he would give me the play-by-play. -play. He would tell me the strengths and weaknesses of all of our players. And then one thing he always said to me that I didn't quite register is he said, uh, during football games, he'd said, Soup, you need to understand, football is a game of inches. And, and I didn't quite see it that way. It was a, a, br a brutal game. And, uh, you know, who, who could punch and push harder and run faster and throw farther? And then all of a sudden, that doggone Army-Navy game last year, we, uh, we lost that game by two inches. And uh, I looked at Chet, and, you know, we weren't, we weren't very happy. We were pretty disappointed. And I finally looked at him. I said, I understand this game of inches. Today, it didn't work out for us. But uh, when, when we had that, when we had our cross-country men and women this last fall over on the Naval Academy golf course, haul ass for, for three to five miles individually up and down hill and dale and, uh, and beat the heck out of Army. And I was standing, I was in a golf cart. I was chasing them the whole time. I was trying to get interim checkpoints all along the course, through the woods, out on the field, and then got to the finish line to watch all of our runners come across in a sport that I had not ever watched too much uh, in my life, that's when I realized uh, the grit and the re resilience and the determination that every Navy athlete shows. And uh, we crushed Army twice that particular day. That started out this N-Star Series victory uh, in the fall with the cross-country teams. Tennis teams did great. Um, it, it just was a fantastic year all around, Wags. I, I loved watching every bit of it. Whether, whether it was bitter or sweet, I ate a lot more sweet this year than I did bitter. So it's, it's been a, a probably an incredible tenure here for you as the superintendent. And I'll just say that, you know, you rank as one of my favorite soups. I mean, we've had some good ones, 
you must have so many fond memories. And you've been very active in Annapolis. I, you know, when we honored Bill Belichick uh, with the key to the city of Annapolis, Gavin Buckley did that at the Army-Navy lacrosse game. And you and I were so fortunate to join him, Bill Belichick, and his uh, lovely wife for dinner at the Annapolis Yacht Club with the mayor. And, you know, they just had the Chesapeake Regional Accessible Boating Adaptive Boating Center open, and you're over there. And you've just been so active around Annapolis showing the flag for the Naval Academy and making sure that everyone understood the Naval Academy is part of the fabric of Annapolis. Can you just kind of talk about that and why you've chosen to be that way? Well, I say a lot that uh, that I love and respect the heck out of our broad Naval Academy family, but truth be told, that expands for Joanne and I into the entire town of Annapolis. Uh, we have become, uh, I guess, adoptive or immigrant Annapolitans. When we arrived, Annapolitans welcomed us with open arms and made us feel very welcome from day one. And we just kept feeling that through thick and thin, through COVID, no COVID. Um, and we've fallen in love with this place, Bill. And we wanna give back you know, we, we've been trying to be good neighbors by, by being a tenant here in Annapolis and being one part of the fabric of Annapolis, but it's always important to give back. And uh, that's what Joanne and I are trying to do to the city, to the town, to, uh, to businesses, to organizations, civic activities, where Joanne and I can contribute, we'll continue to do so for the rest of our lives. Well, and I should have mentioned your lovely wife participated in the May Day ceremony just this week with the mayor of Annapolis's wife, the county executive's wife, and the governor's wife. That just goes to show exactly what you were just talking about. Um, in terms of the Naval Academy as a whole, I mean, it, it, you mentioned, we talked earlier, you got through the difficulty of COVID, and I, I think everything seems to be on an upward trend, uh, all you know, full speed ahead, as they say. Uh, your take as you, uh, you know, prepare to you know, hand the reins off to the next superintendent, you must be very proud of where the institution as a whole sits following your leadership. I am proud, Wags and John. I, uh, I've kind of begun to, to be reflective as I get ready to give up the reins of being the superintendent, but also conclude 40 years of commissioned service in the Navy. Um, I, I'm proud of how I'm going to leave the Naval Academy and hand it off to, to Yvette Davids. I've always tried to leave a command better than I found it. Um, Ted Carter handed the Naval Academy over to me in a very, very good state. And I, I realized it would be a tall order to try to even improve upon that. But I'm, I'm proud to say that I think I've left it better than I found it. And Yvette will be able to jump on that train, which is moving forward with a lot of good acceleration and she can begin to drive it. And I've got all the faith in the world that she's going to take it to even better levels. So uh, we were fortunate that T Ted Carter stayed around Annapolis for a little while longer for heading off to the new University of Nebraska. Will we be able to still see you here on occasion? We'd hate to have you go far away and we'll never get to see you again here in the area. You bet. Joanne and I have uh, bought a home here in Edgewater, Maryland. Uh, it's a beautiful home that we're really happy with and we'll be very comfortable. It's only about eight miles away from the yard. And uh, for sure, you'll see Sean and Joanne around town cheering on Navy as best we can and supporting the city. Now, with that said, I also uh, will promise to my relief that I'll stay out of her way. 
it's uh, it's really, really important that the old soup, the old guy stays the heck out of the way and and lets her run with it. And, and that's what I intend to do. But you'll see me behind the scenes. Wonderful, Admiral. Back to you, John. Great line from uh, Admiral Buck's discussion with the Alumni Association Foundation the other day was, hey, I've got a great house. I'm paying the mortgage. I'm mowing the lawn. I just can't live there yet. Um, An absolutely funny line. Well, Admiral, again, this is about sports here. You know, I know that you are a tennis aficionado. You're going to have one eye trained on Houston on Saturday to make sure that we uh, that we win a national title there. But you know, we cannot overlook the fact that men's tennis is in the NCAA tournament. They've got to go down to Virginia and play the Wahoos. I'm going to keep my editorial comments about Virginia to myself, but, you know, help us out here. Give us a little scouting report. Does this team that played so, so well and came together so well in the Patriot League tournament, you know, get, give us your uh, scouting report on how they do against Virginia on Saturday in the first round of the NCAA tournament. You know, there's a saying, John, first impressions go a long way. The most important thing that Navy men's tennis team needs to do is to win the very first point of the match, which is to prevail in the doubles uh, competition, which goes real fast. You, you got to be real fast out of the gates in all three matches, win two, at least two out of the three doubles matches to get the first point. As I like to say on the uh, gridiron, draw the first blood and kind of put them back on their heels. I'm very, very confident with Finn Garner, our captain, back in the doubles lineup. We can win that doubles point, and then all of a sudden the Wahoos think, oh, no, we may not pull this out. And so often you'll win a, a, a team tennis match four to three, and when you do that, that's because you've won one of those doubles, the doubles point. Over. Well, we'll be rooting for tennis, sir. I'll give you the last word as we go out, and thank you so much. You know, you've called into this podcast on the road up to Philly for the Army-Navy game. You've made yourself available. You've supported us as we have endeavored to educate people more about what makes the Naval Academy physical mission so special. For you, as you've evaluated the physical mission from when you first showed up to now as you're reflecting on the way out, what makes that so special? What, what is it about the physical mission that that continues to contribute to this leadership laboratory that we that we love to talk about so much what will make the physical mission so special now and in the future from your perspective as a grad and as a former superintendent well like i say to to all the uh, fall and the spring and the winter athletes at their respective banquet that we always hold at the end of their seasons when we congratulate them and celebrate their successes it's navy athletes who quite often put the Naval Academy on not only the national stage on, on U.S. national television, but sometimes the world stage when we get invited to compete in the Olympics or in international regattas with our sailing team around the world. And uh, the first thing or maybe the only thing that a lot of people in this country know about Navy is Navy sports. And then if, if that's what television does, what WAGS does with the print media, John, what you two do with Sing Second Sports and a podcast on the radio that's transmitted everywhere, it's a, it's a team effort. I want to say thanks to you guys in your respective fields of how you help brand Navy, help us get on that world and national stage with athletics. And it's pretty cool to watch Navy athletes be the little school that punches way, way above its weight and wins and competes at the national level. 
I couldn't be more proud as I give up uh, the soup job. That doesn't mean I give up on Navy sports. I'm now going to wear jeans, a sweatshirt, and a ball cap with a cold beer in my hand, and I'll be at every venue continuing to cheer Navy athletes. We have no doubt about that, sir. And, uh, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if you get some water polo gear on graduation day because <laughs> unless some bad luck is happening during finals right now, the one and two graduates, the number one and number two overall order of merit graduates, on uh, graduation day might be two water polo players. If that's not a validation of the physical mission at the U.S. Naval Academy, I really don't know what is. John, I, t I, I told Coach Louie and I told those two young men that I'll have a Navy water polo shirt underneath my choker white, full dress white uniform at graduation. <laughs> well, sir, that'd be the photo of the century. Uh, I hope we get a copy of that. Well, from, from Wags and Chris and me, Admiral, we wish you the, the, all the luck in the world from when I first met you in 2004 under very austere circumstances to now, um, nearly 20 years later. Um, I, I have nothing but respect for you and your wife and thank you for what you've done and thank you for continuing to be an example of what makes the Naval Academy so special. Thanks, John. Thanks, Wag. God bless. Go Navy. All right. Go Navy beat Army. Indeed. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Vice Admiral Sean Buck. Um, thank you to him for making time. We're going to go to break. When we come back, Wags, Chris, and I will bring this baby out. All right, Sing Second fans, before we wrap this up, we have one more announcement from NAAA. Navy football season tickets are now on sale, and the schedule is out. And that six-game home slate is highlighted by the Service Academy rivalry game with Air Force on Saturday, October 21st. So visit NavySports.com for more information and get those football tickets now. Now back to the pot. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is a wrap. Many thanks to Billy Hurley. Many thanks to Sean Buck and the U.S. Naval Academy tennis program. Good luck to them as they squash the Wahoos this weekend. Uh, unfortunately, as we sign off, we have a little bit more heartbreaking news with regard to our Ongoing battle every year with Army, the women's lacrosse program last night um, up at Loyola. The hosts of the Patriot League tournament dropped a heartbreaker 12-11 to Army in double OT, a really nip and tuck affair throughout. Maybe held a 4-3 lead after the first quarter. At halftime, it was tied. At the end of the third quarter, it was tied. And at the end of the fourth quarter, it was tied. But Army came away with the goal in double OT to move on to the Patriot League semis effectively ending Navy's season at 13 and six. A uh, really balanced effort for the mids, Tori DiCarlo with two goals, Messinese with two goals, uh, freshman sensation Ava Yovino with one goal and one assist, and she will end up dropping short of the uh, all-time assists record for a plebe and the all-time points record for a plebe. Just not the way that Navy lacrosse wanted to go out um, that's a tough one. They'll have to wait to see if they get the ring um, on Selection Sunday, so to speak, for the uh, women's uh, NCAA tournament. But I think based on the record uh, and this semifinal loss, that that phone call might not come. Um, many thanks to Cindy Timschel and her team. They've been supportive of us all year, uh, and we wish them luck going forward. A lot of talent coming back, uh, and hopefully we can bring back some punk on Army next year and give them a little double loss and send them home. Thank you again to women's lacrosse for a great year. Both lacrosse programs, so entertaining, made this spring fun. 
and the Sing Second Sports team appreciates you guys. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's a wrap. We are out. Thank you so much for supporting the Sing Second Sports podcast. Next week is pod last, the last one of the season. If you can believe it, we're already done. Uh, we'll preview commissioning week. We've got a really nice interview uh, with two 1976 grads about the uh, ravages and dangers of CTE and what they're doing to help out fellow grads build awareness of this disease. And, uh, and yeah, maybe even a little special guest on top of that. But we will see you next week. For Chris Cervello and Bill Wagner, I am John Schofield. This is Sing Second Sports. We're out. Thoughts and opinions expressed on this pod are our own and don't represent the views of the Naval Academy Athletic Association, the United States Naval Academy, or any organization for that matter. Play-by-play calls from the Navy Radio Network are used in the opening of the show and from time to time will be part of podcast segments.